Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. All right, all right, all right. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Here on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100. What's going on, y'all? What's up, everybody out there? Hope you're doing well, feeling well, and thinking well, and all that good stuff. All, the, all those whales. Yeah. How was your, uh, man, I was about to say, how was your weekend? Like, <laughs> I was yeah. about to say, how was your weekend? And yeah. today is the start of Another going weekend. into the weekend. It's no, going by too, too fast. Too quick, bro. It's going by too I fast. I told you that a while ago. It's going too fast. I, See, I you thought I was this. joking when I said that. Yeah, I said I that. How many shows back? Go back about five, six, seven shows. And I was like, yo, it's going like really fast. Um... <laughs> Give me some of your grandmama herbs you should get Uh-oh, over there. Some of the, some of the multi, multifunctional uh, <laughs> Yeah, we got all kind of good hand, hand, hand sanitizer natural, stuff. Natural products. Edmund be making all these uh, <laughs> homemade natural products all the time. You ain't brought in no new juice lately. Yo, yo, I, I'll say this, man. That was something, obviously, that was instilled in me at a very young age, which I was not aware of in the sense of seeing my grandmother mm-hmm. do certain stuff or whatever. Um, I remember every summer, you know, when it would get hot, always some way always some way get stung by a wasp. Okay. Whether it's me throwing rocks at the, the nest so, or whether they just attacked me for no reason and I didn't do anything. But I would go down to my grandmother's and my grandma, she would, um, I remember the, the little remedies and stuff that she Oh, would I can do. tell you, snuff is what my... A little bit of a cigarette backer. A chew of tobacco um, and put it into the pool to draw the stinger out. That'll draw the stinger and sure. a little bit of kerosene. That's right. Um, and there was something else that she put in it, but it was also the love behind it that yep. she was putting with it. See, that was the main ingredient. That was the main the ingredient. The fact of I'm doing this out of love, in love, and it's going to heal what needs to be done. And I'd be like, that is so nasty. <laughs> Take it out of their mouth. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. why are you putting it on my hand? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what the people used to do in the country if you had the mumps? Not the mumps. No, tell me. <laughs> they would put um, um, sardine oil out the can and, and rub it on your where really? the mumps. Yeah. So, your, so, the, so you, it wouldn't swear. You said sardine, the, 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 the juice? juice from the sardine can. Oh, so you, you know and, they, what? and they wrap it up around your neck. You know Twitter, why they did it Twitter, like that? Look at you. Look at I, I can tell you what the remedy to that one they, was. They put some sardine oil on your face, right? Where you Because when you had the mumps, it would swell up, right? And then they, they'll put a towel, a, a handkerchief, and put it up under your chin, and then tie it on top of your head, and it would just, the swelling would immediately just go down. Really? Talking about your tooth? No, like, that like was for, no, that's for the mumps. The mumps was when you would catch, there was like a, the mumps when your face would swell up on the side, like a. Uh, um, so I'm sure Dr. Alexander will tell us what it is when he gets on the line with us. Okay. But it's like a. Uh, it's it's a. Uh, I can't know what the mumps really are. I was but back you. in the day, if you would catch it, they put some, um, sardine oil on your face, and tie a handkerchief under your chin and tie, and then you go sleep and, and it's gone. <laughs> he said you go to sleep. And that's, gone. That sounds like some red fox stuff. But it worked. Authenticity bag. It worked. <laughs> Same thing <laughs> they did uh, chewing tobacco when you had a wall sting. You yes. had a wall sting. They went in there and put that chewing tobacco on your wherever you stung it, and the stinger. You could see the stinger back out. Back out. Come out out of your skin. Yeah. And that, what about what about the? Did you ever get like the uh, cold and and um, cough? Remedies that they would create? Three sixes was the one I remember. Okay. And Calibor. 
Okay, let me, hold on, hold on. You just, you took me back down memory okay. lane with that one. Okay, okay, so if I had a like a cold or a cough, mm -hmm. um, both of my grandmothers had a different remedy for it. Okay, one was a boil of onion with some water, some sugar, some honey, some lemon, okay. and just like boil it to where it's like a crystal syrup right. type effect, but okay. still like you know and and give you that that right. definitely would coat your throat right you know and help you get over the cough right my other grandma which none of my cousins believe me when i tell them this she gave me like to my knowledge a, like a half a teaspoon of kerosene lemon she put like uh, now i may be wrong but I, i'm almost for sure grandma put like a half a teaspoon of kerosene as well as all these other herbs and and like um <laughs> lemon juice and extract and stuff like that hey whatever it was it, it worked would, it, it would come out yeah, and you get rid of. You remember it. how they put uh, Vicks ass on your chest, Yo. and then put like four quilts on you, and you couldn't move from under the quilt. Uh, and you, when you came from under the quilt, you, you was like a you new was person. Done. Hey, but that now that actually works. That's yeah. one hundred because that's it's something it still about works. the healing element of the hand, the body. Who's doing it? though? man, yeah, yeah. We just that's some old, old school. school. Hold on. You get it on your chest, but what about when they put it, take off your socks and put it on the bottom of your feet and yep, put the socks put, back on? And then, yeah, <laughs> man, yo. This them is some old remedies. That yes, they are. And y'all should better take, listen to them. And, <laughs> and maybe it that's something we should add to the show. Start we bringing like that. the old remedies. And, old stuff. Remedies. and it's up to you. No, if I'm you with you. To, I, no, no, no. I when like, I say I you, like, I mean the listeners. Like oh, if you okay. want to try it, you know, but, uh, you know, we're just telling you some of the, the things that, that work. Yeah. That if you have nothing, you have to make something, you make it work. It, so it truly works. That part right there. It truly works. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what, go ahead. You got I saw something yesterday where this young man was telling Long story short, he said when you when you when you see people or you talk to people, people you you close to friends, family, let them know every once in a while that you appreciate it. Don't just take life for granted because it it goes by just like that. Yes. So I'm telling yes. you, I'm telling yes. Jerry, I really yes. appreciate y'all. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you all as well, brother. Everything appreciate you, you do you, brother. and all that kind of stuff. Don't don't take people for granted because yeah. you never know yeah. when the day may be the last day. You're right. You know. You're right. So I don't, I, I don't. I don't. A lot of people when you when you make the attempt to tell them that they say well i already know well if you already know them well then if you don't you know now I'm and you again yeah i'm telling you again right. yeah it's, it's been vocalized and stated you know right. and that's one of the funny things you know a lot of times in in life you know you hold back on how you feel about somebody until you know they're gone and then a lot of times people want oh, to fall over in the casket mm -hmm. and take me with you and all that kind of yeah, stuff I'm but going, you yeah give them their flowers while they're why here they living. you know so, you know, we got a great show today. Uh, Dr. Alexander has already called in. <clears throat> I think he's on the line waiting on And, you know, he's going to talk about vaccines, which is really interesting to me today okay. to talk about. All right. So we're going to let him do all the talking because yeah, we, yeah. we need to hear everything he has Ed, to say. We need to hear everything. Yes. So, because uh, I want to know about this new remedies that they claim they got for this coronavirus and stuff like that. And Dr. Sewell has a great show and Dr. Hines. All of them have really good shows. Okay. But we're going to go and uh, try to get in so we can get Dr. Dr. Alexander in early so we can have more time to really talk about the vaccine. All right. All right, y'all. This is Alvin. And Edmund. On The Real 1100.
Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa, located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at SmartPlexATL.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And Edmund. On the Real 1100, <laughs> this is... This is our Thursday medical update. Yes, where else can you come to and get three doctors with the best information the that's available on hand? Doc, I heard you on the line. What are you on the line, Doc? I am here, Alvin and Edmund. What's good up, afternoon. Doc? It's a beautiful man. Thursday. How you guys doing today? Man. How's the connection? Are you able to hear us good today? I am feeling fantastic. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right. Oh, All and, right. The, and the and the and the connect. Yes, the connect. As a matter of fact. I think the um, the phone guys must come out there because it is so clear, uh, and I'm on my cell phone. There is absolutely no static or anything, no feedback. It is beautiful. That's that like, good. That's, like, that 20, uh, that's that 2020. That's that 2020. Like life today. Yeah, I was about to say, listen. Hey, we good. on the same frequency because I was like, that's that 2020. 
<laughs> well, you know, we're always on the same wavelength. Yes. You know, here I am. I'm going to talk about vaccines. You guys out here talking about the mumps, man, which really I hadn't even thought about the mumps in years. Um, but, you know, I had to think of the significance you know, of it. Um, now I can't really speak too much to the sardine oil. Um, <laughs> you know, I know, I know in various areas of the country, you know, people were doing a lot of stuff and, the, and, you know, they claimed that it uh, went down. Of course, you know, if you read some things about it, you'll probably see that, you know, there's some people say, you know, sardine oil doesn't work, but how many people did studies on it? I don't know. So I can't say whether it worked or didn't work, right. but here's the thing about the months that's very significant, you know, uh, you know, myself included, I'm very concerned about the vaccines that are coming out um, right now. And and the main reason I'm real concerned is that these vaccines are being pushed through so quickly. And, you know, they're trying to make it sound like um, they're doing their due diligence in developing these vaccines. And really, that is not quite true. And if you look behind the scenes a little bit, you'll see there's an awful lot of money being thrown at these things. But at the same time, I'm not going to say vaccines that we shouldn't consider vaccines because when you consider it like the mumps, um, we don't see the mumps too much anymore, right? Nope, sure don't. Okay, right. And the reason, you know, but we did when I was a kid, you know, a lot of people got it. And what was significant about the mumps was about 10% of the people, of the cases that got viral meningitis uh, was actually, you actually came from the mumps. So, you know, that was significant. And for boys... Um, about 10% of them who got the mumps actually got this thing called orchitis, which is an inflammation of their testicles. Mm -hmm. I mean, it got really, really, really big and inflamed. It was painful. It hurt. Uh, there wasn't much you could do about it. Right. And um, though they didn't become sterile, um, it, it could cause testicular atrophy, meaning that the testicles got smaller. Um, but the good thing was they still, you know, maintain their ability to be able to produce sperm and, and be able to, you know, reproduce with children. So um, when you think about, well, we got that under control, we don't have that issue anymore, how did that come about? It came about through vaccines. Mm. Um, what's significant about vaccines is that even with the mumps, the first, you had to get two doses of it, right? The measles, mumps, and rubella is what they do now. They, co they combined all of that together, the measles, the mumps, and the rubella vaccine all together. So you get an MMR. Um, some significant things about that that we're realizing with the MMR is that if you give it to African-American boys before the age of five, okay, um, that many of those young men will get some form of autism spectrum. They'll be on the spectrum, meaning that they might get ADD or ADHD or what have you. So <clears throat> that's something, you know, delaying vaccines in certain populations may be a good thing. Um, and the orchitis is not really a big problem uh, until after you've gone through puberty. So if you get it later, and you get orchitis, and that's when you're going to have um, all of this problem with testicular atrophy. But in younger males, it doesn't seem to, like if they got it at age four, they got the mumps, it doesn't seem to be as big of a problem, and maybe not as big of a problem with meningitis, but we don't know. So having said that, here we are now faced with corona, mm -hmm. and they are trying to figure out a vaccine, and, you know, what do we do about this thing? Well, you know, what are some of the challenges that they have? So this is not going to be just a... You know, Doc gives an opinion. I, I got to give you some science. I got to give you a little bit of um, the, the the backdrop on, you know, how the money may be flowing, and then we got to think about, okay, you know, 
do we feel that this thing is safe or not safe? Okay. So if you look across the world, I mean, this is a problem. Okay. And people are still dying and they're dying in droves. There's a few countries that's gotten this thing under control, but because of the administration that's in office right now and the ineptness and their, um, uh, the president's political desire to become president and not protect this country, this virus is out of control. It's killing people. It's infecting people. And, and we have a, a complete mess going on. Mm-hmm. The only way that we're probably going to get this thing back under control, I mean, we're doing the social distancing, we're wearing a mask, uh, we're doing all those things, but <clears throat> probably getting an effective vaccine is, is going to be the way to get it back under control. And I know in the beginning of this thing, you heard me say, oh, man, you know, this thing is crazy. Well, mm-hmm. I still think it's a little crazy. And I don't know if I'd be in the first wave to take it for some of the things I'm going to tell you in a minute here. But across the world, there's 165, greater than 165 vaccines being developed. 32 are in human trials right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they start with animals and then they take them to the humans. And so we have this thing, what, phase one, phase two, phase three. And a lot of people don't understand what that is. So let's just go over just real quick. Just going to do like a little cursory thing on it. Okay. 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 Phase one, what you do is you, you take a small number of people, you know, and you inject them with this, this vaccine. Prior to that, you have to establish some level of safety in animals. And so, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're using monkeys, and it's not the most humane thing in the world. As a matter of fact, it's pretty inhumane to, to cage these, these animals, which have some level of intelligence. And then we're injecting them with this thing to see what happens to them, whether they get rashes, whether they get some kind of mental problems, um, where they get um, fatigue or what have you. know. So they're, they're experimenting on them first. And if they do pretty well with the first part of that, then they find some, some willing humans to inject it into. And then they look at it for safety, and they try to establish whether or not it was the right dosage. Um, and then they look and see, you know, they take blood from you and see whether or not you got an immune response. Mm-hmm. If this does well then we go to phase two. And phase two is where you get hundreds of people, and then you split them into groups, you know, like maybe young and old, and say, okay, is there a difference between the two groups when we give this vaccine, how it works, and the effects that it has, side effects and that kind of stuff. So we look again at safety, and we want to see whether or not it stimulates the immune system. And if it does well, then we go to phase three. And phase three is a lot more critical, because when they're taking the first two phases, they go out and look for specific people who have probably no medical problems at all. They are very healthy. They're looking at specific things. And it, it's really not an indication of what the general public looks like. Okay. Okay. It's like a small segment of people because what they're trying to do is get money to go to the next phase and mm. keep this thing going. Mm. And hopefully, if it goes well, you know, then maybe they'll get lucky and they'll get through phase three, which is where now you have thousands of people and you're breaking them out into different groups. You know, you're looking at females and males and older and younger and then maybe certain conditions. And then you want to see whether or not also that this thing is really specific for the thing that you are trying to um, get under control, in this case, coronavirus. And then they have parameters. They say, okay, in order for you to get through this phase through trial and for us to approve it, uh, in this particular case, and I think um, with other vaccines, like I said, it was like 78% for months. 
And then when you gave the second dose, it was like 80 to 90 percent uh, effective, more like 88 percent, I think is what I remember, uh, around 88 percent was is effective, mm-hmm. um, meaning that it's not effective in 100 percent of the people. So if you take this vaccine, you still could get sick, okay, mm-hmm. uh, from the virus, because you may not m- amount an immune response depending on your body and how it responds. So here we are in phase three. Um, they want this vaccine so badly They've lowered the level to 50%. So as long as it works for one in every two, is is going to come out. They're going to do it. Okay? Wow. Right. And so um, that's one of the, the, the problems that we have with this. And then you look for the what they call the rare side effects, the rare side effects. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, you put those down and say, okay, these are the rare side effects. And how bad are these rare side effects or how many people does it happen in? So, so we, we have it working in one in every two, 50% of the people. And only 0.01% of the people get some kind of brain degeneration, some rare side effect, okay? They'll say, okay, what? Well, you know what, that's cool, we'll, we'll go with it. Now, if it's 10% of the people have something really bad, like they get leukemia or something like that, then they gotta, they got to stop the trial, and then it's not approved. Mm-hmm. The problem is they're combining the second phase and third phase, and they're going forward, all right? Now, why, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Money. Um, yeah, there's a lot of money behind this. So there are four types of uh, vaccines that they're putting together right now. Not all vaccines are equal, and they're not made equally, and they don't work exactly the same. So we have this thing that's called a genetic version of the vaccine. And that's where they take the messenger RNA, which is the gene, okay? And you, they've, they've sequenced out the gene. They said, okay, if we take this components of the gene and we we um, can make this vaccine to it, we can make this component to it, then it will make a vaccine and your body will stimulate an immune response. So we call those messenger RNA or mRNA vaccines. And right now, uh, there is an awful lot of money, awful lot of money going into these mRNA vaccines. The thing about it is they really haven't done very well making a messenger RNA vaccine that has any kind of longevity. Uh, because the virus keeps changing, and they're making it to the to the gene of a specific strain, and so the other strains may just like when you do the flu vaccine may not respond. So you know one strain may respond, but the other strains may not. So that's why they dropped this thing probably to one in every two, fifty percent. Okay. And you're going to need boosters. Now, what's interesting is that the leading group that's doing this, you know. Um, you've heard Trump talk about the Chinese vaccine, right? It's really the Trump vaccine because, I mean, not the Trump, uh, the Trump virus. Uh, he called it the Chinese, the Wuhan virus, the Chinese virus, and all kinds of stuff. That's really the Trump virus. Uh, Doc, virus. Doc, do you have your radio on? No, I don't. Okay. No, go ahead. Because I was hearing some background. But go ahead. Go ahead. We, it's clear okay. now. I can get you. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's the, you know what? Let me try something here. I, I had it plugged in. Is that better? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So, so he called it the uh, Wuhan virus and the uh, the Chinese virus. And what's interesting is that the number one company that he's probably put the most behind money um, the is, one that is Pfizer. Gates, the one that him and Bill Gates are involved in. <laughs> well, I don't know if Bill Gates is involved in this one, but for sure, uh, Pfizer is is the lead in this mRNA um, category. And they put $1.9 billion into this thing. Uh, and what they've done is kind of interesting. They said, well, look, if you give us 100 million doses delivered by December, 
then we'll give you the option to, to buy 500 million more from you. Mm-hmm. And, and Pfizer has, has um, actually gone into manufacture with a Chinese company called Fosun and a German company called BioNTech, B-I-O-N Tech. So they, three of them are gotten together to do this thing. And uh, they've been throwing some money at it. So, uh, and then the Japanese have come in and said, "Look, if you guys can get this thing going, we'll take 120 million doses ourselves." Wow. So yeah, so so that's that that mRNA one. They're, they're pushing it really quickly. Um, you know, we hope that it's going to be safe, but it, it's a big one. Now, Oxford University of Oxford and AstraZeneca, they've come up with a different type of one. It's called a viral vector vaccine. Now, what that means is that. They take a virus that our bodies don't really respond to much, like we, it doesn't cause us any kind of problems. And then they take a little bit of the information uh, from the coronavirus, okay, and they take a few of the genes and they put it into this virus. And then the virus makes these, these uh, cellular proteins, okay, mm-hmm. and then... And then, but it can't rep, it can't make new viruses. It just makes these cellular proteins, and then our bodies make immunity to that. Now, I kind of like that in a way. You know, it, it, it gets complex, and you could, you know, talk about the plus, pluses and minuses of it. Um, they've got a hunt. They got one point two um, billion dollars for this thing, and and the the reason I like it is because the European Union has already said, you know, we want four hundred million doses. Okay. Okay. And and they say that they can actually make two billion doses is doing this particular thing. So it's it's taking a virus that doesn't cause any problems. It's make it allowing it to make the new proteins, and then our bodies make a, uh, uh, antibodies to it. Now the reason I like it is that the the European Union, you know, they're always on the forefront of trying to protect their citizens. Okay. You know, when it comes to um, Roundup. You know, you can't. You can buy Roundup here in the United States. You can go out and spray your weeds, and then they they put it on our phone. We get all this GMO stuff. They don't allow that stuff in in the EU. You know, it, it can't even come into the country. So when they say they like this way of manufacturing better than the mRNA, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Alexander kind of leans that way just because <laughs> I I think they got my best interest at heart. You right, know, right? <laughs> right. It's not right. more so, just about the dollar. Right. Right. So you know, I. I kind of like that, and you know, I don't see the Germans all up in it, and the Chinese all up in it. You know, I see AstraZeneca and the Oxford University, with the, which is over there in England. I see them, you know, getting together and saying, "Okay, let's protect our people. Make sure nobody does anything that's, you know, that's uh, unlawful or, or suspicious or anything." And this is a great way we can make it, and we can make two billion doses of it. So I'm like, ah, I kind of like that. Now, there's another type of one. It's called a protein-based, and that's where they just take a, a protein, they stick it to another fragment or something that they can put into your body, and then uh, your body makes an immune response to it. Um, that and I like that. That's kind of cool. And then they have one that's called a whole virus. Now, that one I'm not really big <laughs> on. The Chinese are really doing that. And what they do is they take the whole virus and then they, what they call attenuate it. They make it weaker and they stick it into your body and then you make an immune response. We absolutely know that this thing works. We've seen it with other vaccines in the past, uh, but we've also seen that people have gotten sick and gotten serious symptoms from it uh, over the years. And already uh, over there, the Wuhan Institute is doing this uh, and they're injecting their people with it. 
and they get they're getting fever and some other side effects. So uh, it can make you feel like you probably have COVID, but your body will produce an immune response. So it's a give and take kind of situation with it. Uh, if there's a better way, I'd rather not have any of the symptoms. Right. <laughs> you know, so you know, uh, I'd rather do that. And I think with the attenuated polio in the past, there were some people that actually got polio from the attenuated vaccine. So uh, I can assume that if if the the virus isn't completely attenuated, you could actually get COVID-19. So wow. I'd, I'd want to stay away from that one. And then they have one, that's, they call it repurposed vaccines. And what they've done with that is they've looked into their catalog of vaccines from the past. Um, and one that's really big out there right now that Australia is doing is they had a TB vaccine. And they think that this TB vaccine from the 1900s has some uh, effect that when they put it into your body, not only will protect you against TB, um, and I'm not sure it will protect you against TB because we don't really have a vaccine for TB, yeah. but um, it it will protect to some extent is what they're thinking against COVID-19. So, yeah, it didn't work for TB, but it might work for um, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And that's not unusual for scientists to do that. If you look at um, Viagra, for instance, uh, it was used as a um, antihypertensive medication, I think. And then we found out that it caused some uh, not only vasodilatation, but it also dilated the um, the vessels of the male organ. Right. And so he can get it, he could get erections, right? Um, uh, minoxidil was also a blood pressure medication that they were using. And um, you put it, they found out when you started taking minoxidil that people started getting hair growth all over the place. And now if we use it in a specific <laughs> area. Yeah. So, yeah, so now you get a little hair growth. So now they're using minoxidil as for hair growth, you know, as opposed for uh, opposed to uh, blood pressure lowering. So, man, doc, that was some good information. You know, I think we ought to do a show on just strictly about just different vaccines. Because people don't understand vaccines. They're trying to understand and all that kind and of stuff. And Doc gave so, a lot of great information. That today. was good. Keep, please keep us, you know, updated on all of these uh, medical Especially the ones you like. Experiments that they're doing. And, uh, yeah, we'd like to hear more about it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. So it was a, um, it was a good topic for today uh, because, you know, even me going through and just looking at it, you know, if I wanted to invest in a company, right, uh, I might not invest in, say, the Oxford one because, you know, right now I might do it a little bit, but it looks like they're going to push this Pfizer thing through. Why? Because they're throwing so much money at it. You know, there's no way in the world they're going to let uh, Trump put $1.9 million into it. And he said, you know, all you got to do is give me 100 million doses back. And then if you can do it by December, I'm going to buy 500 million more from you. Shoot. Is that an investment? Yes, it is. Mm. <laughs> Doc, I tell you what, the next time you're on here, I want to, well, we're going to talk about the vaccine, but I really want to know uh, whether or not do you think they're going to have it so we are forced to take this vaccine. If you don't take it, then what happened? Are, are you going to be arrested or say you can't go? to the uh, airport and all that stuff. But I, I won't get Ooh. into that now because we got Doc. Uh, Doc we Nine got Doc, on, yeah. On Let me tell line. you, I got answers for you on that. Let's do that next week. Okay. I have answers for you. Oh, yeah. See you guys we, next week. Yeah, As usual, Doc. love you. Take right. care. Be safe. Thank you, Doc. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Alexander. We're going to take a quick break right quick. And we'll be back, be right back with Dr. Hines on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100.
Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. All right, y'all. Welcome back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Here on the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. And now we have Dr. Hines. How you doing, Doc? Hey, lady. Hello, hello. How are you all doing this week? Doing Absolutely well. wonderful. How, How about you? I can't complain for a Thursday. <laughs> all right. Now, um, tell us about your show today and what you got going on. So today we talked about sleep. And that was a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I have recognized that I don't get nearly as much as I need to get. Sleep. Um, okay. And realize that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing it wrong. I'm sleeping wrong. Yeah. Right? So, if, if, that's, if, if I can put it that way. Okay. Um, so, you know, I am one of those people that, you know, due to my professional pursuits, so this started for me having bad sleeping habits started more than 20 years ago. Okay. Um, you know, because you're going through college, you're staying, you're pulling all-nighters, um, and, you know, you're partying and doing all of the things that I did when I was a younger, younger person. And then that just kind of snowballed into, you know, studying to get into med school and then studying through med school and then getting into residency, and really residency kind of, I guess, was a, a turning point for me in terms of my, my bad sleep hygiene, because, you know, we would take call. In what and sense? So, I'm sorry? In what sense? You're, you said you... Yeah. So, you know, we would take call, and when you take call, you are interrupted all night long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you've been up all, all day doing your things, and then, then you are... Um, potentially up all night, um, or if you do get to, you know, kind of get some shut-eye, it may be 45 minutes, it may be an hour, you know, there, it's a random thing, but you're interrupted throughout the night um, with that and then having to go into the next day. And so, um, you know, there was always a thing, you know, I can catch up on my sleep when I'm on my off days or on weekends or whatever the case may be. And then as you go through life and have an overscheduled schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the thing that we do, and, and not just me, but I think a lot of us do, is we chip away from the time that we are supposed to be asleep. Exactly. In order to get so much done throughout the day. Right. Um, and so in talking with Dr. Julie Grant today, you know, I learned that that is what I have done. Um, and also in doing shift work, because sometimes in working in the emergency room, I work at night. And so that means you're trying to sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Dr. Grant taught me today and taught, our, taught my listeners, I hope, is that, you know, our bodies are not designed to be asleep during the day. Mm. We are supposed to sleep at night. That is a biological function for us. And so, you know, we see sleep disorders in a lot of people who do shift work um, or are going through things. She mentioned people in the military, you know, when they are on active duty and have to be on alert and, you know, those kinds of things. 
um, you know, that there are a lot of ways that we are cheating ourselves um, of getting what she calls sleep satisfaction, which I just absolutely love that term because that's just, I, I just love it. it it's fancy and, and I just love that saying. <laughs> so I'm going to figure out how I can incorporate that into my daily life. That, that's um, a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Say, say again. That is that deep sleep. Well, it's not even just the deep sleep because you know we discussed uh, um, a part of, and we had some technical difficulties today. So the very first ten minutes or so, we didn't um, didn't get to capture. But um, you know there are four phases of sleep, and so the more you spend in the phase three sleep, which is the deep sleep, but it's not the dream sleep. So that's the, the stage four is that REM sleep where we dream. Mm, okay. um, but stage three is really where we need to be in order to feel refreshed when we wake up. Okay. Um, and so a lot of us are not getting to that stage three of sleep and we're not spending enough time in stage three sleep. And so you can wake up for a lot of different reasons, you know, you can wake up feeling just as tired as you were when you went to bed. And, you know, I know I have been, I've experienced that, and I'm sure, you know, quite a few people have as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, where you just feel like you just haven't slept at all. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there are medical conditions um, that can cause this kind of thing. Um, you know, one of the things that I, that I didn't realize um, was a sleep disorder, was jet lag is one of the things if you travel a lot, and I travel a lot for work, um, just going through different time zones, even one time zone, can throw your sleep off because your circadian rhythm, you know, mm-hmm. there's a rhythm to our bodies and to when we're supposed to be awake and when we're supposed to be asleep, and changing those time zones can really disrupt that rhythm. So... So, Doc, did you ever did, they, did you all discuss what's an average sleep time that we should be getting? So she sleep? says the the average adult, and of course, our sleep changes as we are going through life. So, of course, babies require an immense amount of sleep because they are growing and and setting their neural patterns in their brains while they're sleeping. Um, and then, you know, as you become a young adult and into adulthood. Um, she says that most adults need between seven and nine hours of sleep of sleep a night. Good night. <laughs> right. That's a, a lot question, of sleep. Hey, Does that include people that have to pay bills? Where, where can you get some extra time to get that sleep in? Well, so <laughs> she did not offer solutions to that. That that is an individual thing. Um, but you know. Because I'm thinking, you know, if I get six hours of sleep, I am good. Good. But I am not. No. This is what I learned about myself today. So I have to look at my schedule and make sleep a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what we know is that for people who don't, who are sleep deprived, and I am definitely a chronically sleep deprived person, um, that that increases my risk and our risk for systemic disease so it increases your risk for hypertension for heart disease for diabetes Mm -hmm. just because you're not getting enough sleep so that's how important it is um you know to our general function so what i have decided to do is to re-examine my schedule Mm -hmm. um in order to make sleep a priority because i want to be my best self in all areas of my life Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I realized after talking with Dr. Grant today that if I sleep better and rest better, then I will be better. So there are going to be some things that I'm going to have to say no to or some things that I'm just going to have to say, you know, I'm going to have to do this on another day. You know, and just really, really drill down on what's important and how I'm in and how I'm allocating my time when I'm awake. Mm. So, um, she also mentioned about um, because I asked her about like the devices and essential oils and all of these things. Um, and so while, uh, you know, melatonin has been proven to be helpful in, in putting people to sleep, um, there aren't any hard and fast scientific studies that show that essential oils, for example, lavender, um, are helpful. However, um, what Dr. Grant did point out was that in using, if you are setting up an environment for sleep, so be that using a sound machine or using essential oils, basically you are training your brain to anticipate a good night's sleep, and that is helpful in making you have a positive association with all of these things with a good night's sleep. So you're kind of tricking your brain into getting into that deeper sleep that you need to be and having a positive outlook towards, you know, your sleep hygiene and, and when it's time to go to bed. And I thought that was just fascinating how you can just kind of positively, positively reinforce your brain to be excited about sleep. Doc, question for you. Sleep, yeah. sleep versus rest. And let me say, uh, six is better than three. <laughs> six, right. six hours of true. sleep. You, they it may say true. you need and, eight or nine. And but... Six is better than none. <laughs> exactly. But still not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Understand. Understand. Understood. But uh, so, sleep, sleep versus rest. Uh, what is your yes. take on that? Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Uh oh. Doc. Have no. I lost y'all? No. no we, we, we can hear you. Hey. Can you hear us? Okay. Um, it cut out. You were saying sleep versus rest, and then yes. I didn't hear the rest of it. Okay. I just wanted your, your thoughts on sleep versus rest. So it, it's funny you mentioned that because I did cover that in, in my vitamin C that I did as a Facebook Live after the show. Um, so there is a difference between sleep and rest. Um, you know, sleep is the biological function um, that we all need, but rest is an entirely different thing where you can, where you just kind of, um, isolate yourself from stimulus, okay? So you can be rested even without going to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you, when you stop and, and cut out all of the distractions that are calling on you, and I shared an experience that I, I just did a little experiment on myself okay. um, where I checked myself into a local hotel just for the day, um, and I did absolutely nothing in my hotel room. Did you I feel good? <laughs> I, I did nothing. I watched TV. You know, I played games on my phone or, or whatever. Yes. Um, you know, I, I took a nice, a nice relaxing bath. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a nice soaking tub in the hotel, so I sat and soaked. And, you know, just kind of just did absolutely nothing. Because even when you're home, there's always, I don't know about y'all, but for me, I always can find something to do always. when I'm home. Always. Yes. And I can always look around and say, you know what? Instead of laying in this bed, you really need to do X, Y, Z. Yep. Mm. So I do not give myself permission to rest. rest when I am at home. Exactly. So you, therefore, you know you have to leave there and get away from that exactly. element in order to allow yourself to relax and get some rest. 
in order to give yourself permission to rest. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, once I did that, I slept well that night mm-hmm. because I wasn't busy, 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 busy in my own brain. You know, I slept well that night and I woke up and I felt better than I have felt in months. Wow. Just by giving myself permission to just take that one day away from everything that requires me to be whatever it requires me to be. Got to do it. Just taking that one day and, and, and just focusing on myself mm-hmm. and focusing on absolutely nothing. And it was, it was amazing. And, and I can't wow. wait to do it again. That's something <laughs> that I'm definitely going to put into my self-care toolbox. Awesome. Awesome. You know? Glad you found so that. that. And I recommend that people do that. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be a fancy hotel. You know, mm-hmm. just somewhere that you want to be. Yeah. Wow. Well, Doc, I'm going to tell you one, one thing I do know about the sleep, uh, not getting any sleep, is uh, is if you don't, uh, I think not getting proper sleep also messing with your health. Because I think people, uh, like if you're trying to do a yes. weight loss thing, mm-hmm. if you don't rest your body, it, it messes uh, with your, your eating, with your metabolism. It most certainly does. And so that's one of the things I liked about it. you have to rest. So your body, when your body's rest is burning. And your body heals and, while sleeping, And another sleeping, thing that she mentioned, that Dr. Grant mentioned, because I always wondered if napping, if, if that was a cumulative thing. So let's say if you only slept four hours at mm-hmm. night, but then you get in a two-hour nap, does that kind of count towards the goal, towards the total? And she's like, no, it does not. Wow. Um, so, you know, that, that nighttime sleep is what we definitely need to, to focus on and improve upon in order to be our better and best selves. All right. Thank you so much. I want to ask you one question. Do you know what your show will be about next week? So next week we have our uh, money and medicine segment with uh, Mr. Brian Ford from Northwest, Northwestern Mutual coming on. And, um, he sent me the topic. His topic is what's in the bag. Oh, and I had, to, I had to ask him, I was like, well, what is in the bag? So I'm excited. <laughs> he, he did share with me, but I'm not going to give any spoilers. Um, so y'all will have to just tune in next week to find out what's in the bag. Okay. Doc, right. thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're thank doing an you. amazing job. And I will talk to you offline. Thanks, Doc. Be Indeed. safe. Be blessed. Y'all right, have Doc. a great week. You too. You too. Bye. All right. All right, y'all, that was Dr. Hines, and now we have Dr. Donald Sewell. We don't know if Don is here today, or we don't know if Dr. Sewell is here. <laughs> Who do you have today? I'm going to do Dr. Sewell. Well, no, it's going to be 50-50. I can't lie. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> How you doing, Doc? I'm doing well. How hey, are you gentlemen doing? Doing, doing well. Good, doing well. Good. What you got for us today? So I, what I want to do is I want to talk about um, basically microaggression. That's okay. what I want to talk about. So... So, and, and how they impact a person's mental health. So, you know, I always like to start out with a, a uh, definition. Okay, thank so, you. So, all Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your topic, I was like, okay. I was going <laughs> to ask you for that, so we appreciate you. And I just wrote it down. Layman, yeah, <laughs> the layman people. I was about to ask no, that, that too. <laughs> so, 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 when you talk about my, microaggressions, and I, and I pulled this off the, the dictionary on the website, but I'm, I'm in agreement with it. It says it's a term used for brief, in commonplace, daily, verbal, behavioral, or environmental indignities, whether intentional or unintentional, that communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative, prejudicial slights and insults toward any group, mm, particularly, wow. particularly culturally marginalized groups. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, 
I'm going I'm to break this down a little bit further. So when we look at that, when normally slights happen, whether intentional or unintentional, and it generally happens towards a group that's marginalized, one of the things that w- the, the first place I think about is work. That's the first place I think about. And it typically happens when you are the minority and a majority. Okay. That's when it happens most often. Now, don't, and when I say that, of course, I can only speak from the two minorities that, that I am, and that's female and being African-American. But please understand this. I've seen African-Americans slight people who are called, slight Caucasian or white people. I've seen them do that in the workplace. Okay. Um, I've seen them have prejudicial behavior and have microaggressions towards them. I have seen men do it with women, and I have seen women do it with men. So let me be clear, but I can only speak from my experience. Right. So let, let me, uh, so I'm going to give you some examples of this. Here, here's, here are microaggressions in the, in the workplace. When you are a minority, they bring in someone from the majority for, for you to train. You've been at the job longer than them and know the job better than them, but they promote the other person. <laughs> That's a microaggression. Okay, all right. A microaggression is when, is when you, your values are different, and because you speak differently, that your values are misconstrued as being negative. Hmm. When you speak differently, you're considered as being a person that is not as intelligent. Therefore, you know what? You're not invited to some of the meetings. Wow. Okay. Um, other microaggressions. You have the same position as someone as one of your colleagues, but one of your colleagues has the inroad to everything that's going on around you, and you know nothing. That's a microaggression, okay. particularly when you're dead, particularly now keep in mind um, when I make these examples, yes. you're the minority in this example. All right. And the other individuals are the, are, are the majority. Okay. Um, when you have an idea about something and it is a good idea, but because you are the minority in the group and you have the unmitigated gall to have an opinion or to have a suggestion, and it may be a good suggestion. You're totally ignored. Hmm. It's like you're not even. It's like you're not even there, and they start talking about something else. Hmm. But lo and behold, two months later, your idea has been uh, attributed to somebody else that's in the majority, and they're making money off of. Maybe that, that goes on. That listen. Oh, I, I only got <laughs> tail end of that, but I know exactly hey, what you're talking about. Yeah. But see, I'm talking about. But see, these are these these are microaggressions, and then what what does that do? To, uh, and the other thing, well, let me say this, the other thing, too, this, this is coming up a lot as well. When people are having political conversations around you or not, or political conversations, they're talking about things that happen in the news. Mm-hmm. And, and comments are made that are negative because those individuals have not taken into account or they don't understand what the minority might be dealing with. Mm. An example, a prime example of this, I can give you concrete. When I was doing some contract work overseas, and I was working with the military and trade, and the Trayvon Martin case was going on, and there was a gentleman just said, "I'm tired of seeing this on the news." Majority, I'm tired of seeing this on the news. It's unfortunate he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wow. Hmm. Yep, I probably would have been coming home early that day. He was <laughs> sitting in. He was. He was <laughs> sitting in the room with. A person that was a, that 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 uh, I you know again I always say I identify as African American. There was some other people in there that identified as as Latino, but it was majority again. When it, the majority was was not part, they were not persons of color. 
Those are um, microaggressions. So does everybody follow me with that? So it can create some hostility. Um, it can be derogatory. And they're usually prejudicial slights. Even when we start talking about how you can wear your hair in the workplace, that's been a big one. Mm-hmm. How can I wear my hair in the workplace? Even when it's neat. But it may not be what it may not be what's comfortable for you. So let's look at why some of these slights occur. Sometimes people are um, prejudiced or biased and they don't know it. Anybody who tells you that they're not, they're lying. You're lying to yourself if you say that you're not biased or prejudiced about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're lying to yourself. So a lot of times these behaviors are unintentional. In many instances, though, they're intentional. Um, sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge in terms of other people's culture. Sometimes it's, or culture, gender, whatever the case may be. In many instances, it's just flat-out apathy. I don't care. Other, other times, it's unwillingness to listen. The leadership is unwilling, is unwilling to listen. Sometimes it's, I've been, I've been running my, my business like this the whole time, or my department like this the whole time. I'm not going to change now. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with it. So those are some of the reasons for this. But how does it impact a person's mental health? Let's look at that if, I, if I'm the minority and a majority. Okay. There are a couple of things. Now, I talked about speaking a certain way. Here's what a lot of people of color don't even realize. A lot of us don't even realize this. Some of us handle it better than others. Okay. Do you know every time you go into a situation and you feel like you have to speak a certain way, you feel like you have to dress a certain way, when you state your opinion, you can't. you, you need to state your opinion with force or with assertiveness, but you can't be too aggressive because if you state it like the person that's across from you that's in the majority, then you know what, you're being negative or you're, 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 not, and you're, you're getting above your position. They don't mm-hmm. say it like that, but that's mm-hmm. what it means. Yep. Again, wow. this, I'm just talking about minority, so that could be, that could be anybody. If, if, you're, if, you know, if you're a minority in the workplace, it doesn't necessarily mean color. It means if you're not in that majority. Mm-hmm. But... You understand clearly what I'm saying. So every time things like that happen, when I'm walking around every day and have to do that, when I have to carry myself a certain way every day, when I have to be objective and fair and respectful, which is what I should be as a human being, when the other person is throwing dirt on me and getting away with it, but I know if I do the same thing, I will not have a job or I will be reprimanded or spoken to like I am a child. That plays on your mental health. Because then what you're saying is if I go the other way, am I being true to myself? Question for you. How, how do you handle that? Because I'm sure that that's something that you deal with on, on a regular, you, should you know, just slap in your like profession. Just, not, just slap. No, she, she knows she can't do that part. But I'm just wondering, like, how, how, what is your method for dealing with it, you know, seeing that and experiencing that? So for me, and let me say this, when you continuously do that, and, and I'm going to say the impact, and then I'm going to go into that. Here's, here's some of the things that can happen. That can cause a lot of stress. That can cause high blood pressure. That can cause you to eat poorly. Um, that can cause anger. That can cause depression, anxiety, and it can cause an increase in, in unhealthy habits, um, not just eating but substance use. So <clears throat> one of the things that, for me, in terms, of, in terms of how I deal with it, first and foremost, you have to understand how you're going to be true to yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, now, this, this is me. And, and everybody can't and everybody can't do this. It doesn't mean that I'm special. What it means is I had a foundation is what it means. And I had somebody and I had somebody bag me up as I was growing up and let me know who I was as a person, not only not only who I was as a person, but what I may encounter because of the color of my skin and my gender. Mm-hmm. So they didn't hide that from me. 
So as a result, what, what happens then is what I have learned to do is still be myself. So I'm still going to be okay with who I am. I'm going to state my opinion, but you don't have to open your mouth for everything. That's right. What you need to do is observe and see what's really going on and see how you can deal with people. Mm-hmm. See how, and you have to understand how you're perceived. See, once you know how you're perceived, you know how to make your delivery. That's true. I like that. Once you know how you're, it doesn't mean how they perceive you is right, but you know how to make your delivery. If you observe people long enough, you know what makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you have to do, then that's what you do. Or if you need to make them comfortable, that's what you do. How I succeed in the workforce, I thrive off of efficiency. Say that, that is how I thrive. Say I thrive that one more time. I didn't hear that. Oh, she's okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, I thrive off of efficiency. Okay. I will not come in there and be your friend. Now, once I get to know you, I might joke with you here and there. But for the most part, I am about business. All about my business. About the business. (laughs) I am always forthcoming. So that means if you try to throw mud on me, they already know. It doesn't matter who the date is. They'll say, "Mm, that doesn't sound like Dr. Sewell. Either they'll come to me and I'll say, no, I didn't say that. Now, what I did say was this. There you go. That part. Yeah. (laughs) Now, what I didn't say was this. And right. so, and, and I, and I, and, and because of that, I am respected, may not be liked all the time, but I'm respected when people try to disparage your character, because there are some that are here. Here's the reality. There are some, and this is, this is going to be Donna Alvin. Okay. You, got, some, you got a minute to get Donna out. Okay. There are some that are just not going to like you because you are black and because you're confident and you are assertive. So they would rather go to your white counterparts. Here's, and so they will disparage your character and try to pull you out of character because here's, here's the thought that all of us are emotional and that's how we're going to behave. Mm. So, so I already know who I am. So if you're trying to pull me out of my character, that means I have more control over you than you have over me. Mm. I like that. And you're, thinking, and you're thinking a lot about me. And I am not going to pull myself down to your level. I will wow. simply tell you, thank you for giving me that information. That's it. Wow. All right. That uh, is it. We're gonna do this. Okay. F- we're gonna do this FCC thing. Then we will let you close it out. Okay. Thank all you. Right, all right. You are tuned into WWE Peakville AM eleven hundred. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. And I'm sure you can. All right, Dot. Okay, so, what, and so in order for you to look, one of the things to do is if you go home and you're feeling uncomfortable and stressed out every time you go home and when you look at yourself in the mirror, then that means you need to look at some things. What, what are some things that you're doing at work? Are you automatically, because another issue we have is sometimes we'll automatically side with the majority regardless of who we are, because we don't want to appear as though we're agreeing with the minority, even though we know the minority in that office may be correct mm-hmm. um, and, and, or legitimate in what they may be saying. So are you feeling, if you're not feeling comfortable with yourself, figure out what's going on. Then have somebody to bounce it off of. Have somebody that's going to tell you the truth. If you don't trust anybody to do that, then go look at a therapist. Go and exercise. Take your breaks at work. If your job is stressing you out and you feel like you're in a situation that is almost impossible, then you know what? Go go take some breaks. Don't sit there all through the day. Ju- don't sit in a place that's causing you stress anyway, and you're going to sit in there when you have an hour lunch break. That's ridiculous. And sit in that energy. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So, um, 
try not to take your work home with you because that's going to add extra stress. If you're driving up to a building and every time you drive up there, you put your hand on the, you put your head on the steering wheel and you say, "God, please get me through this." <laughs> yeah, you on the you at the wrong job. Then. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're at the wrong job. And start looking at how you can plan to get out of that. Some of, sometimes we can't because we have kids in college or we're taking care of parents. But figure out how to take care of yourself, but also start setting plans up. for the, It might take you a year to set those plans up so you can move on to the next challenge. It doesn't matter how old you get. If it's something that you want to do, set, you know what? Go try to do it. Um, find a hobby if you can't change your job or quit your job because of benefits or things are kind of sketchy right now, find you a hobby or an interest or go and volunteer somewhere because there's nothing better. And even only for people who are truly self-absorbed, only mm-hmm. for people who are truly self-absorbed, do they not feel good about giving to somebody else who needs something? Yep. Right. Only I've, for that. And, I, and pray if you believe in a higher power, meditate. And, and those those are some of the recommendations that I can exercise, of course. I yes, just want, sir. I want you to do me one favor again. Tell us the name, that, that word again, and give us the definition one more time. Yes, sir, I <clears> surely <throat> will. It is called microaggression. It is a term used for brief and commonplace daily verbal, behavioral, or environmental indignity, whether intentional or unintentional, that communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative prejudicial slights and insults toward any group particularly culturally marginalized groups. And keep in mind, intentional or unintentional, because when I talked about the other set of people sometimes who come at you a certain way, a lot of times they don't even know that they're prejudiced until they have somebody like you, me, or Mr. Edmonds sitting in front of them or your listening audience. Mm. Wow. Now, you said microaggression. You mentioned in, in the definition it says a group, but microaggression can be, it's also individual, right? It can be toward, usually, when I say the majority, so most of us know white, they know white on black, but you know what? It can be towards an individual because I, you know, it can be marginalized with a male on female, female on male. Mm-hmm. It can be, it can be, but most of the time we're looking at a group. Now, we're looking at the group collectively. Gotcha. That's what we're looking at. Okay. Not just that one person. Who does that one person represent collectively, and do we have that problem out of a lot of those individuals collectively, especially if it's the majority. So is the word, so I'm just, is, is microaggression because the word micro meaning group? Is Sorry. It, is, is, mm-hmm. it, is it another word meaning individual? Like micro meaning group, is it individual aggression? Micro and, meaning smaller. Like, you know, you have the, gotcha. the macro and then you have the micro. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So um, it's like small, so it's more, it's more like, it's, it's, it's small. It's stuff that we don't even recognize, mm. but it happens regularly. I, I'm just wondering, you know, because I'm going to be using that word like I really just want to call it. <laughs> it means it's a, it, it seems small, but it's really not small. It's like small aggressions that build up. Yeah. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, because I'd be talking about a couple of fellas in here be using a little microaggression against me. I'm, I'm of a darker <laughs> hue. Start him skin, today with that crazy microaggression. Be happening to me over here a lot, Doc. I'm just letting you know. I'm just glad you let me know what I can do to handle it. Thank you so much, Doc. I really appreciate that. Great topic today. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Doc. All right. All right. You guys have a good weekend. You too. All right. Be safe, you too. Be Thanks a lot. All right, y'all. That was a good one. Microaggressions. Yeah, I like yeah, that. We're gonna like be using that, that word. Jay don't be throwing the word topic. around, man. Going around to y'all feeling some microaggressions up around, <laughs> up around, up in the hill. All wow, right, that was uh, some great topics. It was. Day. It was. So we're gonna take us another break. Come back and we're gonna sing y'all. Gonna play y'all some music up and down and talk a little bit about making sure you are registered to vote. 
Make sure you go vote, run down some voting, early voting dates so yes. you'll know uh, when you can go early, when you can, how you can go early vote, how you can mail in your vote. That is important. We'll be right back. This is Alvin and Edmund on The Real 1100.
I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. All right, y'all, we're back. We back. We back. Evan, what you doing for the weekend? Man, um, good question. I haven't even thought about it just yet. Mm. But I tell you, last weekend I, I got some relaxation in there. Okay. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> what I'm doing for the weekend. What you doing for the weekend? So, you know, I'm on television next week. Okay. My kids' cooking show uh, will be on television. We're filming uh, Saturday, next Saturday, okay. all day. Okay. Congratulations. And it's, uh, it's a fisherman show. It's the first African-American fishing show, actually, I even have. And get this, y'all. They actually sought us out to be on the television network because they don't have a lot of people of color. Give that information shows. so everybody can check it so, out. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. I'm getting there. So uh, we're filming set. I'll tell you. I'll give you the because it's a national television show. Wow. But it's Upstream Fishing is the name of the show. Okay. Uh, and it's it's televised everywhere. So I'm excited about that. You should be. So I got to cook with the kids. There's six kids. They're going to be talking. So we have a topic. We're going to be talking about um, coronavirus and not being able to go back to school and how they're doing. The kids are amazing. So. I'm going back. So it's, it was supposed to be filmed in Canada, but I've been keeping it to myself because I, I wanted to make sure I knew. Because then they said Canada and then some other country. And then um, finally, because of Corona, they decided we're going to film it in Alabama. Okay. It's this place called Middlebrook, Alabama. Middlebrook? You, yeah. Okay. Beautiful Middlebrook Island. Wow. It? Yeah. Beautiful lake. <clears throat> nice. Really, really nice. They're giving the kids tents. They're giving them uh, fishing equipment. They're giving them sleeping bags and everything for being on the show. And the kids are so excited. So Dude. I go back to, I have to go to Alabama this weekend to sit down with the cast, with my group, with my kids. Okay. And we're going to talk about what we're going to cook and stuff like that. So we're going to be doing stuff on the grill and, and cooking fish and they're making hush puppies and stuff like that. So they are so excited. So the kids are ranging from 10 to 17. Okay. So I've been trying to prepare for that. So we'll be uh, on, we're filming Saturday and, I, and it's, it's their new season. It's the new Fisherman's new season. The season doesn't air until January, but they filming now for the for January for the new season. Dope. That's dope. So man. I'm excited about the kids. Uh, so Mr. Al, Mr. Al was like, yeah. Hey. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I was a little worried about when they started tomorrow I was going to be in Canada because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, because <laughs> I had to get the kids from Canada because we wasn't flying the kids there. I was going to fly there, but I had to get the kids, so which means it was harder for me to get the kids there. I mean, see who the kids was, talk to them and, Unless I was going to be flying back and forth, so but and it's probably a different culture too. In that different culture of, and yeah, everything. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. we we're going to get Justin Bieber kids or something like that. You know, Justin Bieber from, from <laughs> or, or we were going to get our what's our boy name? Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh my God, y'all know who I'm talking about. I can see it. the rap, the hip hop guy, uh, Drake. Drake. I know we're going to oh. get Drake and not from some of his <laughs> some of his folks, you know. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be on. Uh, on we, so we filming the show. The kids are excited. I'm so they excited. They should be, for them. man. That's that's gonna be a memorable yeah. experience yeah, it is. for so them. We, and it's all day Saturday. It's okay. like from eight AM to eight PM. Okay. Nonstop filming. You know, so they're so providing I, you with everything you need everything beyond the tents and stuff like the 
repellent and all that. You better yeah. take your spray with you. Oh, yeah. You don't know? <laughs> mosquitoes yeah. out yeah, there. They're taking the everything. They, they, okay. they giving us everything we need. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show y'all. I'll be sending pictures. So that's what okay. I'm doing this weekend. Okay. So I've been trying to do that. And then, of course, the studio is just lit, really busy over there every day. It's like nonstop. We filmed already. We're filming again. Filming again today after I leave here. One of the shows is filming at the studio. Okay. Um, and then there's new stuff to learn. It's constantly new. Jerry knows a lot more that side of the podcast because he's been there. But it's a lot of moving parts. Uh, two new shows signed up. We got the show called Happy With Daddy that's going to be there at okay. the studio. That's a good show. We got another show. Um, oh my God, I can't remember her show called Ashley's Ashley's Fitness Party. Jerry probably remember her Ashley Fitness Party. She had a little girl. She's into fitness, and her show is gonna be filmed and gonna be podcast there. Okay. And uh, Ashley is amazing. She has some really good stuff. So she's so excited about the stuff she's gonna be talking about. So it's just it's a lot. So that's what all my good though. Weekends gonna be like growth. That's what my weekends yes. gonna be like. So, all right. looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, so and um, I just thought about probably what I'll be doing: working on the book and spray painting mannequins. I got some. <laughs> and I, on I, I, spray paint. Okay. I, I know okay. that that doesn't sound fun, and it, normally my weekends it does I, sound fun. Okay, yeah, but when you realize what the outcome of all that is gonna be, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not. What was that? I don't know if this is a Grinch and stole Christmas or what they no, were. <laughs> the bottom part, the, right? The market. You know, I, you know I wear glasses, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, so we got a uh, dude. I, I just want to run this by you as well. There's a show that I have been waiting for for some time because the um, Queen of Abs. Which, oh, that's her name. Okay. No, he's talking about somebody. Oh, else. somebody else. Okay. <laughs> um, that I have been waiting for to actually air because they started advertising it like right as COVID started. Okay. And it's called Lovecraft Country. Okay, what is and it's on HBO, and it's by um, the film director Jordan Peele. Okay, I'm from uh, well, Keegan and Peele. You know, they had that show, and then he also did um, Get Out. Okay, and uh, there was one other show that he did was really good. I, okay. I really like. I love his us. sense. Us, think, yeah. yeah, us, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, dude, I to be honest with you, everyone that I've been talking to about it, I don't really try to explain it okay. only because I'm still learning. And I love that. I love watching something that it it is not so predictable. Mm -hmm. That's a frustrating for me. Mm -hmm. Watching a film, if I can sit there and predict the entire thing, then it I just wasted you. two years, two um, Minutes, hours, hours of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is, is, it has everything from the wardrobe to the writing to the um, cinematography, the lighting, like there was so much, you can tell there was a lot put behind it, the era, okay. the time, and even periodically how they, you know, modify it, even though it's captured or set in that time, they modify it. Like they might play a little trap music in mm. the background, which throws you mm. when you're looking at clothing from, you know, a certain era or element. It's it's great. I mean, the even with the actors and actresses, it's uh, Jesse Smollett's sister stars in it. She's one of the stars. There's okay. a new co-star. I don't know the guy. I've never seen his work. Not saying that he just started, but right. as far as being out there in films like that, I haven't seen him his work. And it's 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 awesome, man. What's the name of it? It's called Lovecraft Country, and it comes on HBO. Okay. Uh, it's a series. One of the episode has episodes have aired, has aired already, and uh, it was really good. I'm looking forward to the next uh, episode. Okay. Yeah. So check that out, people. Lovecraft Country on HBO, and then I don't really care too much, honestly, for the name. 
Um, if I was basing it off the name and not the visuals prior to, I, I don't know. Craft we, country sound like a country show, uh, like a. Nashville I think it's actually a place. I'm gonna look it up and check it out. But I think Love, it's a place. But I bet it's in Nashville. I'll say this because I didn't. I gave you information on everything else except for what you asked me, which was what was it about? Okay, so it's it's think of uh, Jordan Peele and how his mind thinks and how he has this huge imagination. Mm -hmm. It's about this group of individuals who are gift, gifted, especially somehow. We mm -hmm. don't know exactly how until they utilize these gifts and talents okay and the cast is like um it's really dope just check it out just okay. give, it, give it a try okay. i don't even want right. to yeah, right, yeah. yeah okay. give it a try check right. it out all right y'all we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna play uh, like i said we're gonna have a quick a little bit of music here and there and talk in between about what we got playing on oh i want to tell you all about voting I'm, we're gonna play this song we come back i'm gonna have some information about voting that we're gonna be talking about every time you hear us on the radio both thursday and friday we will be urging you all to, to make vote, sure to, to vote. vote. And I don't know if you all been watching Democratic Convention, but Michelle Obama was absolutely amazing. Yes. She was great. And so was Barack. And the rest of them did great as well. But Michelle just shut it down. She said, it is what it is. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll be right back. Say 
I'm not fooling my co-host. They're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is Alvin. Aaron Edmund, we're going we to keep it on a light note. We're going to keep it on a light note. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. All this positive yeah, we got um, a lot of positive energy stuff. flowing around. The doctors gave some great topics today. It was, man. It was. People, yeah. people, people, we cannot stress this enough. Take the time to self-care, whatever that is. And I know, you know, for different people, it can be different things. Whatever you're into or not even aware that you're into, you know, find something that helps you to relax and relieve some of um, the worries and the stress and the issues that's going on in your world. You know, take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Get However, you a drink. Across the whatever Get you a take, drink. Yeah. All right, y'all. Take you. Get you a drink or some gummies. Or, yeah. Let me uh, give y'all. Uh, <laughs> uh, roll your J or whatever. Brownie. <laughs> Which, why, why are you uh, rolling up something licking it? Oh, that is just, yeah. That, That's we, the DJ. We do not support those kind of festivities here at this uh, station. But anyway, let me reach all this. This is really important about the election. So Georgia presidential election scheduled for 2020. Check this out. Absentee ballots begin uh, October 15th. I mean, um, September 15th, uh, 2020. The last day of registration, re- the last day to register to vote is October 5th. Early voting begins October the 12th. Saturday, early voting, all counties, is October 24th. So all counties, regardless of what county you're in, you can start voting uh, Saturday early on the 24th. The last day of early voting is October 30th, which is right around Halloween. Okay. And the election day is November the 3rd. Now, listen to this. I'm telling you all again, one more time, absentee ballot begins mail-in is, is, is um, uh, September 15th. The last day to register to vote, this is important, is October the 5th. Early voting begins October the 12th. Saturday early voting for all counties October the 24th. The last early day of voting is October the 30th. Election day is November the 3rd. November the 3rd. I don't care what y'all have to do to vote. I don't care how long you got to stand in line. What you about to say, DJ? Well, they might have to go to the building itself because, you know, we have certain people that's, that's in control that's slowing things down. At the mail. If you have to mm. drop it off, you drop it off. But I'm going to tell you, if you're standing in line, if you know somebody's going to probably be standing in line, this is what I'm going to do for voting. I'll check this out. I'm going to get some fruit. Okay. I'm going to get some bottles of water. Okay. Take them in the cooler because I'm going to go vote early, yeah. All right. real early. All right. But I'm going out there on election day. On the November 3rd. And take care of the people. And the people that are standing in line, you need some water, want something to drink, give them some candy, crackers or something like that. Because, you know, people's blood sugar level may yeah. drop and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to have a little, just little stuff that I'm giving away to encourage people to vote. Awesome. You. If you stand in line, you see me, I may like, hey, you some water, you want some uh, fruit or something to keep you going, a banana and all that stuff. I wish I could find me a mobile uh, Tru- battery charger. Oh, battery charger? What? Uh, cell phone charger. Because when you stand in line, you know, you be on your cell phone looking and looking and looking. But I got to find a way that you can. Oh, I know how you can do it. What's that? Yeah. They got. They have portable the chargers. Pack. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They have portable chargers. I'm going to have that out there. And I'm going to be walking okay. the lines, encourage you to stay in line. Okay. And the last thing is I'm going to try, try to see if I can find about at least 10, 15 cheap umbrellas. Go With to the dollar sun. store. Yeah. Sun or rain or whatever. Yeah, sun yeah. or rain. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. Need, you need an umbrella, ma'am. All right. And look, fellas, don't get mad because I'm looking for all the ladies to help them first to get in the umbrellas. Then, you know, I'm passing food out equally to everybody, but I got to take care of the ladies first Definitely. with the umbrellas, yeah. elderly first, mm-hmm. and on down, and then I'm giving out some fruit and water. So I'm encouraging you, if you can hear this, 
Uh, you go and get your early voting out the way. The, the, the rest of us that's younger and able to stand in line to help other folks. And assist, yeah. Go out there and assist them people that stand in line. Keep them encouraged, motivated so they won't leave. I'm staying out there till the polls, polls close. I don't care if it's 12 o'clock at night. I'm going to be out there giving away something, making runs. You need me to go get you some tissue, something like I that. I respect that, I'm right? doing something. I'm not going to be in there at the, uh, you know, doing the voting ballot. But I will be outside. <laughs> so you're not gonna be. In the I, ain't, I ain't working the polls. I'm working outside, outside the polls. Outside. Yeah, I'm working outside the polls. So that's what All I'm right. gonna be doing. I encourage y'all to do the same. You will hear this announcement every day. Every day. We get out the line. Yeah. yeah. DJ, we only got a few more minutes, right? Like, you know, I wouldn't mind hearing me a little Aretha. I feel like I feel like Aretha just feel like she wants. When sing. is that's the movie that. dropping? I don't know. Oh yes, I do know. Yes, I do. It's so they, they were they were advertising it like a yeah, few I'm weeks back. Yeah, I think it's back. the 24th or 20th. I find out. Of, Jennifer, of what? This month or next of month? November. November, I think. October. November. Yeah. Okay, that'll be great timing because that's yeah. around. We're going into the cooler holiday mm-hmm. season. Now yeah. the question is: Will it be released in the movie theaters or will it be released on, on you know, at home? I guess it just depends know. on where we are. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. All right, y'all. We'll be right back and uh, close. Oh, no, no. DJ said we but, but, will but, not bootleg, be right back. Bootleg copy. You could get. Uh, well, we don't do that. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, no. <Is> it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. This is Alvin and Edmund on the real 1100. listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.